We're on our way to Canterbury, walking sheep in every street. Our lives are many with different roles, we're going together to save our souls. That bit's going in. <laughs> Lights up! Good afternoon, everybody. I am Frances Bodium and I am directing the, uh, the Canterbury Tales for Putney Theatre Company on tour. We will be performing the Canterbury Tales at the Hurlingham Festival from the 30th of August to the 2nd of September and then also the following weekend at St Margaret's Church, Putney, which is the 9th and 10th of September in the afternoon. I'm joined by Richard Seedhouse, who plays the Franklin, plus other parts. Will Hunter, who plays the partner, plus other parts. And Kate Hartdyke, who plays the infamous wife of Bath, plus other parts. So let's chat to our lovely pilgrims. Uh, what is the Canterbury Tales? Will, tell us a little bit of history, if you would. Well, it's essentially the first... From what I understand, the first real text in the English language, Chaucer was the sort of considered the father of modern English, 14th century. But it's this group of pilgrims. It, it's like it's stories within stories. So they are making a pilgrimage to Canterbury, and along the way, they're telling stories within the overall story of the of the Canterbury Tales, and that sort of literary device that is quite common. Great. So, uh, Kate, you play the wife of Bath. Uh, tell us a little bit about the wife of Bath. Who is she? And uh... What, how does she fit within the storyline? I love the wife of Bath. She's fabulous. So she, um, if you studied this at school or A-level or to degree, you'll probably all know who the wife of Bath is. But for those who didn't and need a little refresher, she has been married five times and is on the lookout for husband number six. Yeah, both of these characters here also... Uh, the Pardoner and the Franklin are, are trying to avoid that, but maybe not avoid wholly. We'll mm. find out. And, she, and she's a seasoned pilgrim. She is. She 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 goes. She's been to to Rome, to Jerusalem, um, to Compostela, and all she needs now is the vial of blood from Canterbury for the the full set of pilgrimage paraphernalia. <laughs> and um, she's quite saucy. She's quite naughty. Mm-hmm. I think she takes no prisoners, and she's a lot of fun. And her tale, I'm slightly biased, obviously, <laughs> is a fairy tale, really, with a good old moral at the end. But she's, she's great fun. She is. Uh, what we haven't mentioned is, what are our pilgrims going to do on their pilgrimage? What are they go- Where are they going and who are they actually going to see or what do they think they're going to see once they get to wherever they're going? So, Richard, maybe you could tell us about that. Well, I think each... Pilgrim has their own motivation for why they're there, and some will become more apparent as the story goes on. I think the Franklin, he's on holiday. He's, <laughs> he's, he's there to have a nice time, and the pastime of telling tales, I think, suits the Franklin because 
he is a collector of tales he's a bit of a bon vivant and he likes to have stories to tell and to entertain his guests and entertain others with so the premise that the pilgrims will tell tales really suits him he's a people person i don't think anybody dislikes him no i think that's uh, right which suits me because i get to play somebody likable <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I think it's worth saying at this point that the pilgrims are on a pilgrimage. They're going to Canterbury and they're going to the shrine of Thomas Becket. Thomas Becket, who in the 13th century was murdered by uh, four knights uh, in Canterbury Cathedral. And that's why he is now a saint. And in the 13th century, when our pilgrims are going on the pilgrimage and telling the tales as they go, this was a huge, huge story. Everyone knew who Thomas Beckett was, and they all felt that he was their Beckett. There's a there's a little bit in um, I think it's a Reeves tale at, at the very oh it's a pardon's oh, tale sorry it's a pardon's tale and the the some of the characters say our Beckett it's our Beckett so yes it's it was very personal to them and Beckett was a big draw Canterbury was part of the annual pilgrimages that that everyone made. Will, tell us a little bit about the tale that you tell, would you? Uh, well, it's... I mean, the pardoner is a little bit of a scuzzbag. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, he, as Kate was saying, and Tim is the wife of Bath, hoarding relics. The pardoner essentially flogs relics, and um, bogus relics, really. So, fake bits and pieces that he claims will be remains of saints and things like that. And in sort of medieval religion, that was quite rampant. And it was considered it would be it'd get you to heaven out of purgatory quicker. But yeah, he essentially, he makes, he's quite well travelled. He picks up these dodgy relics. He doesn't really believe it himself. He's quite cynical and he will flog them to somewhat unsuspecting pilgrims. So yeah, he's a slightly dodgy geezer. He is a to, dodgy geezer. To put it mildly. Very dodgy. And your tale, tell us about your tale. Yeah, it's unlike, because the tales are all different in tones, but this one's quite, horrific's not the right word, but it's probably the, the most... It's the darkest and the scariest, mm. um, which probably suits the pardoner because he's slightly an outsider. And it's about three three youths who have an encounter with death and think they can defeat death. It's about essentially human's fear of death. The tales vary in sort of the tones. Some, t- some are a bit more bawdy, some are more romantic, some are, and this one's the the horror element. <laughs> this one's commas, the dark yeah. one. This is the dark one at the end. And uh, and you're playing in that that pardoner's tale, are you not? I am waitress. No name. <laughs> Waitress is all she is. We've decided she's from South London, though, she's so I'm channeling my, my best Penny, Peggy Mitchell impression. <laughs> and Richard, I believe you're in that one too. I'm playing Harold, who is from Lancashire for obvious reasons. <laughs> I believe most of your characters are from Lancashire. It's remo- the chicken. remarkable how many of my characters appear to be from the Northwest. <laughs> I mean, who knew that Chaucer just knew that and instinctively wrote it like that? Much like myself, people from the North have always travelled and shared their mirth (laughs) with Southerners and helped them to live better. It's, you know... And we are grateful. (laughs) We are. We really are. Excellent, thank you. Um, And Kate, your tale, tell us a little bit about that, would you? Without giving too much away. I mean, she's been married five times and I think that plays quite heavily on the wife of Bath's mind that she has been... She has... Out of her five husbands, three were very good and two were very bad. And I think that this tale is more, slightly moralistic in that the knight, who is the main character, has done a dirty deed. Very dirty. Mm. Very dirty deed. Mm. 
And the wife of Bath is very you know, insistent that he gets his comeuppance. So there's a character. So obviously the wife of Bath narrates. We have a knight who's improper and who encounters an old, old woman mm. who basically sets him the... Well, she doesn't set him the challenge, but she's the one that helps him. And then I won't reveal the end because no. that's, that's too much of a spoiler. She plays with him, I think, is probably the best way of saying good, that. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting Toys, it. Toys, maybe, yes. 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 And gets him to see the error of his ways. <laughs> Indeed. Is that your favourite part to play? Oh, I love how the it is. Because <laughs> I, I, we all do silly accents, so I, I apologise. Apart from Richard, obviously. Oh, apart from, sorry. <laughs> My accents aren't silly. <laughs> They're <laughs> authentic. That's just the way he talks. That's <laughs> not silly. Well, I feel slightly worried that I'm going to get castigated <laughs> by all our Irish friends. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. And I'm just going to point out now that I am partly Irish myself, so I feel that I it's not cultural appropriation. <laughs> so, But it is a rather dodgy, broad Irish accent that is coming out. But that's the whole point of it, this. That it's, it's all quite fun. amplified and fun and silly. Mm. And we're not here doing a deeply serious version of an Irish play. So I'm sorry if I, you know, just putting it out there first. So please, please don't write in and tell me that my Irish accent is an abomination. Um, we, we don't really know how people sounded in this period of time. So. <laughs> he says the caveat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, OK, so that's your favourite. Well, what's your favourite? Probably the, the Reeves tale is quite fun to do. I play a, uh, a dodgy uh, miller called Simakin with a sort of West Country drawl, who's quite, who's a bit of a pantomime villain, and that's quite physical and, and fun to do. Yeah. And Kate plays my wife. Hilda. Yeah, I don't know. She, I think she might be from Lancashire. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to be, anyway. Um... Suddenly, overnight, <laughs> she decided she was. Yeah. But no, that's fun to do. It's all quite physical and kind of, I get to twirl my proverbial moustache and, and things like that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Richard, your favourite character? I quite like playing Alan in in the Reeves tale, working alongside Will on the dynamic between Alan, the lowly clerk, mm. and uh, Simakin, the uh, unscrupulous miller. Mm. We get to have a lot of fun in those scenes, and I think the audience yep. will enjoy them as well. Yeah. yeah. In amongst all that, which is fun enough already, we have dancing and we have singing, which both... Richard and Will are particularly fond of, I believe. Is that right, Will, Richard? Um, I don't want to lie on a podcast. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that everybody else very much enjoys our singing and dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the highlight for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I and I, but the thing is about it that it 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 is absolutely raucous fun. Yeah. It's not you know you're not doing a ballet. You're mm. if you think Morris dancing. Without the flappy handkerchiefs, that's probably about the tone of it, don't you think? And the skill level. And the yeah. skill level. <laughs> Although, <laughs> let's say some Morris dancers are probably very accomplished. Of course, yes. I have watched every episode of Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Please tell me you have, because would, I would be generally thrilled if that's I the case. I can answer never been many, Morris many... They've never done Morris on it. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> maybe maybe this year. Maybe it'll be the couple's choice for one of them this uh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Angela Rippon. And, and if I ever yes. become big enough to be on Strictly Come Dancing, we will bring Morris to Strictly Come Dancing. Right. Well, that's a promise. That's a promise. <laughs> I should call um, the producers immediately. 
so choreography ab- and physical theatre ably directed by Penny Weatherall and uh, music composed and musically directed by Perry Kitchen. And the music, what would you say what is, the, is the sort of feel of the music? It, it's, it's Medieval countryfied kind of yes, thing, I would yes. say. It's quite, it's what, you know, jumping on the tables with flasks of ale and all that kind of thing. That's the tone of it. There is a lot of flasks of ale. Flagons. Flagons. Mm. It's like the, the, it's the uh, medieval equivalent of a oompa-pa, mm. <laughs> isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, as you can probably gather, there's a lot of oompa-pa, a lot of fun, lots of dancing, lots of singing, lots of comedic acting, I think, in, in the whole thing altogether. Any final words from any of you encouraging people to come yes, and see it? Come what and see would you it, like people. I would say it's family friendly. It's it. There's something everyone will find it amusing. Mm. There's eight of us running around being silly, playing lots of different characters, lots of different parts, lots of different accents. Mm. So please come and support us on like the 30th of August to the 2nd of September at the at Hurlingham. The Hurlingham, part of the Hurlingham Festival. And I am I right in thinking that people will be able to experience the festival if they come and buy tickets for our That play, is correct, Francis. So if nothing else, it's an opportunity for you to gatecrash the Hurlingham Club, yes. unless, of course, you are all members, and you get to wander around the grounds and go into their food stalls and see all the free entertainment that's out there, because normally it's just available to the Hurlingham members. So you get to look around their grounds and then see us, which is the cherry on the top. Absolutely. Ofs. Um, so for £18, I think that's a bit of a billy bargain, mm. quite frankly. Mm. And then at St Margaret's Church, for those that can't make it to the Hurlingham, at St Margaret's Church just on Putney Park Lane, which is a whole brand new venue for us. Mm. So very excited to have been invited there by Brutus the Vicar. And we'll be there from the 9th and the 10th of September at 3pm. So you can bring a picnic. Yes. There'll be a bar. You know, there's all sorts of things going on. And for kids, they can be running around. It's quite immersive, our production. Immersive is the right word. Yes, it's a, let's say, promenade production. We do have a, a stage of sorts. But essentially, if you're an audience member, you could be in amongst the action, let's say. So, and we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Richard. And thanks all for listening. And thank you, Francis. Indeed. This is a real Putney Theatre Company production. Do share the podcast with your friends and take a look at our website, searching online for the Putney Theatre Company. So that's it for now. See you next time. Bye.